And we're back on this Wednesday. I'm Jeff MacArthur. We heard from the mayor of Windsor, Drew Dilkins, who said the situation at the Ambassador Bridge regarding the truck protests, slowing traffic there, will require not only a city response, but one from the provincial and federal levels as well. And for more on the economic impact and implications, here's Ian Lee from Carleton University, who joins us now. Ian, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. All right, first off, this is the busiest international crossing in North America, this bridge, the Ambassador Bridge between Windsor and Detroit. Do we have any estimates? Do we know just roughly how much this is possibly costing the Canadian economy on a day-to-day basis? Well, $320 million a day crosses the bridge. It's about 20% of the totality of all trade with the United States. Now, if the bridge is completely shut down, meaning nothing is crossing, and I'm talking the trucks, not the cars, well, we can compute it at 300 and rough over $300 million a day. And that's a lot of money. Um, and it's critical. I just want to make a quick distinction, because I am in Ottawa, as you know. Um, I, I make a sharp distinction between the protests on Wellington Street, Ottawa. That's where the Parliament Hill is. I make a sharp distinction between that and the bridge. Um, nobody suggests that Wellington Street in downtown Ottawa is a critical infrastructure point like a bridge or an airport or, or a railroad, uh, whereas this bridge is extremely critical. Uh, Sylvain Cloutier uh, at Dalhousie University, uh, one of the f- agriculture food experts, says that 45% of all the food to Canada comes across that bridge. We bring in a lot of food, especially in the winter months, because as we know, it's very cold in Canada. Can't grow blueberries and tomatoes and cucumbers in January or February. And so we import, we import about a third of the totality of our economy. We're a two trillion economy. So our imports and exports are about a third of two trillion. Unless anybody think I'm suggesting that, you know, this is just something for, you know, luxury goods and rich people, that bridge is our supply line to the stuff that most of us ordinary people buy the stuff that's at Canadian Tire, the stuff that's at Loblaws, the stuff that's at Sobeys, at Metro, at Corner Confectionery Stores, at Shoppers Drug Mart, at, at, at the other drug stores, not trying to pick on one. Um, and so this, uh, unlike the protests, so again, I'm distinguishing, unlike the protests, which are, you know, a big pain in the, in the, in the you-know-where for people living in downtown Ottawa, it's not disrupting the economy. I, I, there's some people have been saying it's disrupting the economy. I don't believe it. Whereas when you disrupt a major arterial or a major bridge where the trucks are coming in, and remember one other statistic, sorry for all these statistics, 90% of all goods and stuff in North America Canada and the States, moves by truck. Yes, railroads are very important, but they tend to tra- uh, carry heavy commodities, uh, you know, um, cars of wheat or, or uh, coal in the old days, oil, um, heavy metals, iron ore, that kind of stuff. Now, uh, almost everything, when any of you listening to me now, and you walk into Loblaws tonight, or Sobeys, or Metro, I, I'm willing to bet my house that all the stuff you see on the shelves there all arrived by truck. When you go to shoppers, all that stuff on the shelves came by truck. They didn't float it down a boat down the river. They didn't fly it in, and they didn't train it in. It came in by truck. So, you know, I, when I drive down the 401, I get so annoyed at those big 18-wheel trucks because they're so huge. But they are our lifeline. They're our livelihood, meaning they bring all that stuff that all of us consume every day when we go into a store 
It comes in overwhelmingly by truck, and a huge amount of it, especially to the residents of southern Ontario, are coming across that bridge. Right, and a lot of people think that this is a bridge too far, that uh, perhaps the trucking uh, trucker uh, protests, they've crossed a line now. We we're just talking about that with the mayor, because to your point, Ian, this is going to hurt. It's going to be felt by every Canadian, by Canadian families. And the, the impact of this, even just slowing uh, traffic across that uh, bridge, will have, you know, from what we understand, immediate short-term effects. But also, even if it's just closed, let's say, you know, for a few days or a week or so, I mean... It's got the ability to have an impact on the supply chain for months, right? Absolutely. Let me just throw out a quick uh, source of the stats, but just bear with me. I did a paper on a completely different subject that is remarkably uh, illuminating. I did this in 2014 or 15. It was about the Harper government legislating back, I think it was yeah, Canadian National Railroad or something, and they legislated them back to uh, work, and there was all kinds of criticism, you know, uh, that uh, Harper was union bashing and so forth. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go and look at all the back-to-work legislation from 1950 to now. And the Parliamentary Research Library were very, very helpful, and they looked up all the back-to-work legislation. 35 times the Parliament of Canada under liberal prime ministers, conservative prime ministers, majority governments, minority governments have legislated back to work. That's not the story. What was fascinating, do you know what industries they legislated back to work? Railroads, ports, airports, all of our infrastructure that delivers stuff. And so I wrote this neat little paper that said it, that it is so important to us because we're the second largest country in the world. We're 8,000 or more kilometers long, and we're a giant country, and we move all this stuff across our infrastructure, ports, roads, railroads, etc. And so what I concluded was no parliament, no political party, will support infrastructure being closed an extended period of time. Doesn't matter if it's a protest, doesn't matter if it's an illegal strike, legal or illegal, doesn't matter. They will legislate it back to work, uh, send them back to work, open it up. So I suspect that the government of Canada or the provincial government are going to move in concert very quickly and uh, go for a co- uh, an injunction, court order, or some other legal means to end the uh, the blockage of the bridge because it is so critically important to the national economy and to all the households in Canada for their needs and uh, you know groceries and so forth. So I think that the government will act, and any government would act in this context when we're talking a critical infrastructure being closed. Wellington Street on downtown Ottawa is not critical infrastructure. The Ambassador Bridge is. Is there any way around this uh, at all when it comes to this bridge? I mean, you mentioned rail, you mentioned uh, ships as well. Is there any way to uh, make sure that the uh, flow of uh, goods uh, continues here, or is that bridge just that critical? It is extremely critical. I mean, I suppose they could, I mean, you can always fly it, but remember, air flight, air cargo is really expensive compared to trucks. There's a reason why 90%. My students did a really nice analysis of the trucking industry only last term, and the economics, first off, trucks are very, they can drive right up to the to the depot. They can drive right up to the shopper's drug mart store, or the depot shoppers, or Loblaws, or Canadian Tire, and trains can't do that. They can only, you know, they're very restricted where the track goes. And planes are very expensive on a per kilo basis. 
So that's why, unless it's very high value, like computer chips that are worth, you know, like $2,000 a chip, and they have very light weight, or diamonds or something like that, very high value, lightweight things can travel by, by plane. But generally speaking, the most economic form of transport of goods and services, like food, are trucks. And so then the question is, it becomes, I'm not exaggerating, Jeff, it's a geographic question. Okay, how many other bridges are there? I don't mean that flippantly. The question is, okay, if you can't cross the Ambassador Bridge, can we divert the trucks down the road in either direction to seek out another bridge across? Well, there's a thing there called Lake Ontario, and there's no bridges across Lake Ontario. I suppose they could drive across on the U.S. side on I-81, which runs underneath Lake Ontario, and over to Gananoque, Alexandria. I know the road very well, as you can tell. Alexandria, New York, Alexandria Bay, which is right opposite Gananoque, Ontario. There's a major bridge there. Uh, so they could divert over there or even over to Prescott, which is just one hour down the road from me. Uh, the Prescott Bridge is one hour due south of Ottawa, and it's a very large bridge across the St. Lawrence as well. So, yes, there are other bridges, but it would uh, it obviously adds on a, a considerable amount of time uh, to do sure. that. And, and it would slow down, the again, the supply chains. All right. I got to leave it there for now. Ian, really appreciate the time with us this afternoon. Thanks, as always. My pleasure. Thank you. There goes Ian Lee from Carleton University, and we're back after a break. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.